portrait of some bishop painted in oils with the glass broken at one corner and next to the bishop a row of ancestors with lemon-coloured faces of a gypsy type. On the table lay a thimble, a reel of cotton and a half-knitted stocking and paper patterns and a black blouse tacked together were lying on the floor. In the next room two alarmed and fluttered old women were hurriedly picking up similar patterns and pieces of tailor's chalk from the floor. "'You must uh, please excuse us, we are dreadfully untidy,' said the little lady. While she talked to me, she stole embarrassed glances towards the other room, where the patterns were still being picked up. The door, too, seemed embarrassed, opening an inch or two, and then shutting again. "'What's the matter?' said the little lady, addressing the door. "'Où est mon cravate lequel mon père m'avait envoyé de Kursk?' asked a female voice at the door. "'Ah, est-ce que Marie?' Really, it's impossible. Nous avons, donc chez nous, un homme peu connu de nous. Ask le carrier. How well we speak French, though, I read in the eyes of the little lady who was flushing with pleasure. Soon afterwards the door opened, and I saw a tall, thin girl of nineteen in a long muslin dress with a gilt belt from which, I remember, hung a mother-of-pearl fan. She came in, dropped a curtsy, and flushed crimson. Her long nose, which was slightly pitted with smallpox, turned red first, and then the flush passed up to her eyes and her forehead. "'My daughter,' chanted the little lady, "'and Manichka, this is a young gentleman who has come, etc., etc.' I was introduced, and expressed my surprise at the number of paper patterns. Mother and daughter dropped their eyes. We had a fair here at Ascension, said the mother. We always buy materials at the fair, and then it keeps us busy with sewing till the next year's fair comes round again. We never put things out to be made. My husband's pay is not very ample, and we are not able to permit ourselves luxuries, so we have to make up everything ourselves. But who will ever wear such a number of things? There are only two of you? Oh, as though we were thinking of wearing them. They are not to be worn. They are for the trousseau. Ah, maman, what are you saying? said the daughter, and she crimsoned again. Our visitor might suppose it was true. I don't intend to be married. Never. She said this, but at the very word married, her eyes glowed. Tea, biscuits, butter, and jam were brought in, followed by raspberries and cream. At seven o'clock we had supper, consisting of six courses, and while we were at supper, I heard a loud yawn from the next room. I looked with surprise towards the door. It was a yawn that could only come from a man. "'That's my husband's brother, Yegor Semyonitch,' the little lady explained, noticing my surprise. "'He's been living with us for the last year. Please excuse him. He cannot come in to see you. He is such an unsociable person. He is shy with strangers. He is going into a monastery. He was unfairly treated in the service.' and the disappointment has preyed on his mind. After supper the little lady showed the vestment which Yegor Semyonitch was embroidering with his own hands as an offering for the church. Manichka threw off her shyness for a moment and showed me the tobacco pouch she was embroidering for her father. When I pretended to be greatly struck by her work, she flushed crimson and whispered something in her mother's ear. The latter beamed all over and invited me to go with her to the storeroom, there I was shown five large trunks and a number of smaller trunks and boxes. This is her trousseau, her mother whispered. We made it all ourselves. After looking at these forbidding trunks, I took leave of my hospitable hostesses.
they made me promise to come and see them again some day. It happened that I was able to keep this promise. Seven years after my first visit, I was sent down to the little town to give expert evidence in a case that was being tried there. As I entered the little house, I heard the same, Huck! echo through it. They recognized me at once. Well, they might. My first visit had been an event in their lives, and when events are few, they are long remembered. I walked into the drawing-room. The mother, who had grown stouter and was already getting grey, was creeping about on the floor, cutting out some blue material. The daughter was sitting on the sofa, embroidering. There was the same smell of moth powder, there were the same patterns, the same portrait with the broken glass. But yet there was a change. Beside the portrait of the bishop hung a portrait of the colonel, and the ladies were in mourning. The colonel's death had occurred a week after his promotion to be a general.